This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up, or more popular known as What Am I Watching? What is this mess? What's going on with these couples? I'm here as your conductor, Priya Zambakili, aboard the Hot Mess Express to talk about all of the nonsense that went on here today. And I am not alone. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the podcast my co-driver for a lot of these uh, last couple months of coverage. It's Mr. Reality TV Podcasting himself, Rob Sesternino. Rob, how are you doing today? Yes. Oh, Puya, I'm uh, great. I am here in my uh, Blacklight studio, uh, ready to uh, donate what I have to the podcast. Yeah, uh, for the for this studio, we, we recommend no cell phones, no calls, no video calls, nothing. Uh, Keep the phone switched off, please. Yes, <laughs> Love to have right. you back, Rob. Yes. Well, I've never uh, podcast by myself before, so that they would be uh, it would be a challenge. Yeah, it is a first time for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, only, uh, I've only always podcasted with a partner. Right, and no worries today because you won't have to go through it alone either. Thank so you. today's not that day. Oh, yes. maybe another day. Another day. Yeah. <laughs> another day, another time. So, Rob, you've been you've been away a couple weeks now. We've uh, yeah. the mice have been playing, talking about the season. Uh, mm-hmm. You've been up to date with everything. What are your thoughts been for the last three weeks of uh, watching the show? I mean, I feel like the season is really heated up. I feel like that it's been uh, great stuff. I was a little worried when I wasn't going to be doing the podcast that I would fall fall out with uh, 90 Day Fiance, but I I can't turn it off. Like, uh, we didn't have this schedule that I was going to come back. I just have been uh, enjoying the show so much that I I wanted to talk about it some more. I'm so excited to talk some more. Yeah, happy to have you, Rob. Yeah, a little behind the scenes for those of you uh, listening here. Uh, Rob and I, you know, we message about the show as it goes on because, you know, we can't help ourselves. And Rob was like, next week looks wild. I was like, if if we can make it happen, Rob, let's let's talk yeah. about it. And here we are. And wild it was, Rob. Wild, wild it, was. it was. And let me just add that, you know, uh, last week uh, I listened to you and Mari talk about the show and you both did such a good job talking about these couples as like real people with uh, real issues and it feels like uh, a totally different show and so I just want to apologize in advance because I cannot bring that humanity to talking about this show. Uh, these are the uh, some of the the dumbest people 
I think that are out there. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, talking about all the insanity. Now, I can't wait to unpack it. Yeah, I find myself with 90 day. I oscillate like one week. I'll be here dunking on them. And then the next week I'm like, well, listen, so the, the psychology behind this action, there's no psychology here. Everyone is left, right and center doing dumb stuff. And mm-hmm. you might as one, well, at least one person in every couple is incredibly dumb. Yes. And then in some cases, it's a it's a double banger. It's both <laughs> barrels of stupid. So dumb on dumb crime that happens on this show. Yeah, it's a dumb combo happening. It's, it, it really is a lot. Um, but I will say we're going to unpack one of the lighter boxes today. Let's talk about Brandon and Julia to start off the night, mm-hmm. Rob. Um, yeah. So Brandon and Julia, they've moved away from the farm and now they can embrace a new life with just the two of them. Now, tell me, what have you thought about them finally leaving the farm? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, great. Uh, they're out of the farm. You know, I, I like some Ron and Betty uh, coming by, but OK, fine. I like we sort of like uh, beat that storyline into the ground. Uh, great. Brandon and Julia are off on their own. So, yeah, it seems, it seems fine. Yeah. And they're doing what every, you know, couple might do um, in most cases, have a housewarming party. So they went about, they shopped their stuff. They're having AJ, Melanie and Melanie's partner back again. TJ, who, um, TJ there we go. AJ, TJ and Melanie. What too much? That's too much. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to say it. Um, so yeah, Melanie and TJ, we are familiar with because the last time they yep. ventured off the farm is when they got into that screaming match at the brewery with them. So here comes round two. This is a housewarming party. AJ, though, first time we're meeting him, AJ is the guy who was yeah. in charge of introducing the two of them. Julie actually likes this guy. So this is a first. Uh, it, it takes a lot to, to be mm-hmm. okay in Julia's books. And he somehow made it. But he yeah. seems great. I liked the interactions we saw with him. He seemed like seems a stand-up guy. But yeah. why on earth did Brandon think this was a good idea to invite Melanie, let alone TJ, I mean, TJ, uh, that, uh, this guy must have like lost a bet that he gets dragged along on all these horrible double dates with, uh, Brandon and Julia. But why did anybody think this was going to be a good idea to invite Melanie back? Yeah. TJ is just trying to live his life. He's a mellow guy. And then he gets put in these high stress situations. Not only is Melanie back after Melanie and Julia had that bad conversation, but they're in a smaller confined space. Yeah. They're literally it's door kitchen bedroom. There's nowhere mm-hmm. else for them to go. Yeah, so they're all huddled there. Yeah. And, and Julia is not one to make amends. So no. this is only going to go poorly for them. My favorite part of the last exchange between uh, Brandon and Julia with uh, TJ and Melanie was that when like Julia is like going off that uh, as she's like storming out of the restaurant that Brandon says to her like why can't you just act normal she says I am normal (laughs) and they always show that clip I love that there's a great clip from them I do agree but like she was anything but normal at this housewarming <laughs> party. No offense to Julia. Yeah. I, I feel like that anytime you're just yelling like, I am normal. I don't know. It feels like uh, yeah. some, something's off. It's never one of those things. Like It's one of those things where if you have to say it, it's probably not the case. So does not help her case here either. So Julia and Melanie, they look like they're patching things up then in confessional. 
Julia says, nope, this doesn't help. I'm not Why fixing. Is she even it's here? fine. Which was a, a very valid question, I thought, from Julia, because this was a terrible <laughs> idea from the jump. Melanie chose violence by agreeing to show up to this. Like Melanie could have just stayed at home with TJ, mm-hmm. had a night in, watch some Netflix, eat some nuggets. They didn't do that. They just yeah. have to come out here uh, to Brandon's place who Brandon can't even open a bottle of wine to save his life. Um, mm-hmm. He was mutilating that cork. It was not great. Mm-hmm. Did not like that technique. He didn't seem to know that there's like uh, some foil that needs to take, be taken off the wine. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie to you. You do, it doesn't need to come with instructions. Like it, mm-hmm. it's very simple. Take the foil off, put the corkscrew in, you yank it out. It's not that difficult, Brandon. But I will give him this. Uh, what is difficult is <laughs> when Julia starts talking about the plan she has for the apartment. So yes. Julia pulls up and says, "Okay, so this is my vision. I want to put a pole in the living room for dancing." I'm like, "Okay." That's good. Yeah. Good workout. Good workout. Then Brandon makes the joke of, yeah, well, dancing and then a little bit of cooking and then dancing. And I thought, okay, Brandon, relax. You need to calm mm-hmm. down. But then Julia well, Rob Jovi, has a- I think, would appreciate having the pole in the kitchen, right? Jovi would literally buy that pole today if that was the case. He would definitely finance that immediately. Immediately. But Brandon then gets hit with a blindside here. Where Julia says, or, and maybe like a little bed for a baby in that corner over there. This, this whole sequence was wild because, uh, she says that as like, you know, you know, um, okay, maybe we'll have a a crib for the baby. And then everybody's like, Julia, do you know what this means? A baby? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, uh, I feel like everybody was like a little bit like, um, you know, if I'm at a party and somebody says something, I'm like, oh, really? Oh, baby. Okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, and on the car ride home, have the decency to say, uh, can you believe she's talking about having a baby? Uh, they all like call her out to her face. Like, Julia, do you know what this means? Like, you're 27. Your whole life is in front of you. It's all about the baby. And then she gets like all defensive. And then Brandon is all like, I think the people are making some good points here, Julia. Like, um, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just like uh, what what a buzzkill for the whole party of like everybody has to like uh, can't just like boy that was a weird moment and just like let it go. Honestly, I you will never find me being in a situation like that where something like something that big gets dropped immediately. You look at Brandon's face; he's seen a ghost. He mm-hmm. does not want to talk about this. It's so easy to be like, so what are those boxes over there? Why haven't you unpacked those? Like, just change the subject to literally anything. Oh, this wine is really good. Like, mm. it, it really isn't much because for me, what I would never do is immediately face that head on because first of all, it's none of my business. Second yeah. of all, I can tell Brandon cannot take care of anything, let alone a whole baby. Right. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to, again, I've seen how Julia reacts, especially if I'm Melanie and, TJ, who've seen it firsthand, I am not talking about this. This was a big, big miss misstep by them. Well, yeah, is this just me or last season on um, regular 90 Day Fiance when Brandon and Julia had a pregnancy scare? Wasn't Julia like very relieved not to be with child? I mean, what what am I missing? Like, uh, this is what? How many months later where? That she went from, okay, I'm so happy that I'm not pregnant to mm-hmm. here's the spot with the crib. Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> just because they're not at the farm? Yeah. So for me, it's interesting because I do think that it's not been that much time 
having gone past. I think it has to do with the fact that they have their own place. It's no longer the farm. She doesn't have to take care of animals now. She's a little bit more um, settled and feeling comfortable to proceed to the next chapter, right? It's like, well, first we got to move out of this place before I think of anything else. And now she's thinking, maybe I want a baby. But I will say, I thought like three episodes ago, she wanted to go back to, you know, working and stuff. So to Mm. hear the baby and then hear Brandon talk about her cooking. I'm like, well, what, what, what did we miss something or did they just change their minds? I'm not sure. What's very abundantly clear to me now. And the breaking news of all this is in the confessional later when Brandon says, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be checking all the condoms to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I was like, hold on. Did you grow? Did you mm-hmm. change your trajectory? Cause if we remember last yeah. season, not a fan of the condoms. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think he got scared from the first pregnancy scare. But um, well, what is he saying that Julia is going to like poke holes in the condoms before I, they, they use them to, to trick I, him? I, like, uh, I that, think that's, that's the implication. Implying? It's a huge accusation to throw that's out there. A major a accusation. Yeah, do not love this from Brandon. I mean, needless like, to say, Brandon. Get, like a flashlight and be like, uh, hold on, hold on. I picture him with like the a jeweler's magnifying glass, like eyepiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, the quality of this one, yeah, it's latex. Yeah, it's good. It's good. No, 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 no problems found. Mint condition, nine out of 10. Okay, we can go from here. Uh, yeah, I think obviously, needless to say, Brandon not handling this great. Julia not handling this great, bringing it up at the wrong time. It's a huge misstep. And this party, it's sad to call it a party, but this party's pretty much over. And over. Julia storms out, goes to the bedroom to have her own party and watch TV. And honestly, sounds like a better party to me. <laughs> sounds, it sounds like a better party. Uh, Brandon and Julia, that, that we don't need a baby. Yeah, you're, you are good for now. So it's very clear though that they talked in the confessional that they have realized, oh, there are other issues. It wasn't just the parents. We might be on completely different plans and outlines for what our lives are going to look like. And I think that is the case. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, their whole storyline is like, uh, do they even have money for this apartment, let alone to have a baby? Yeah. This is one of those things where I have a feeling. We're going to see a future episode where they're going to be getting a visit from Ron and Betty. This subject's going to come up and then Ron is going to mouth off about how they're not ready for this either. Um, I I do think it's one of those things where they've not put a lot of thought behind it. And again, I'm just very confused as well because I did not hear Julia mention this before. So this is very new to me. This does seem out of left field. I I think that Betty is going to be the uh, I want uh, a grandbaby vibes. So I definitely could see her being pro uh, baby. But I think that Ron and Betty's angle is going to be like, well, if you're going to have a baby, you can't you can't support the baby in this apartment. You need to move back to the farm. We have all Mm -hmm. this room and the baby is going to love Babies love animals. You need to come live at the farm, Brandon. And I think that at that point, I could see Brandon being like, well, listen, if we want a baby, that's what we need to do. It's not going to end well. I'm worried for Brandon and Julia, but that's all we got from them. We didn't get all that much else from them. So it looks like the next time on doesn't really have them in it. So I think we're getting another week off with them, which is fine. I'm yeah, okay with they that. could use a week off. I, I'm sure yeah. the ride home for Melanie and TJ, I think TJ is just going off like 
if you ever bring me to another thing with these two people, like, that's it. I'm done, Melanie. I can't do it anymore. It's too much. All they do is fight. No gain for either of us. Either No gain for either of us. So we can't be going back anymore. I like that for TJ. Let's hope that it works out. Um, speaking of drives back home, though, Rob, uh, yeah. we saw one this episode at the conclusion of their scene. But let's talk about the beginning of their scene. Let's go to Mike and Natalie, who... Yeah. Tell me, Rob, you were not here for last week's episode, but they broke the fourth wall, the fifth okay. wall, the sixth wall. I loved it so much that I really I thought I was on the edge of my seat with Mike and Natalie last week. And I thought that was like so powerful uh, just watching the whole sequence uh, play out with uh, Mike and Natalie. Like, I, like we've never seen this before where a couple goes from like doing their interview to like a knockdown drag out fight. With like talking to like the producers and like uh like you know Mike is like standing up like you see you see what I'm dealing with here like uh it was like uh like good get the phone call her call her call her right now um I have to say that like I, I feel like we're usually pretty hard on Mike who's like admittedly not great but I kind of mm-hmm. felt like more sympathy for Mike these last couple of weeks than I have for uh everything uh going on. With with Julia, uh, sorry, sorry, with Natalie. Uh, I mean, uh, what what the hell is going on here? I'm very yes, I'm very confused by this room. Based on what I what I'm realizing here, Natalie's essentially moved out, right? So I think Natalie realizes this relationship is not working for me. This is not good. Every time we're in the same room, we're arguing. So by removing herself, they technically can't argue. But also she's not at home, his home base. Like she's not playing the away game of he has home territory. He has control. He's going to spin the narrative. So she's left, which is working out for her. But it's turning Mike stir crazy because now Mike cannot talk to her, cannot get anything going on. And I will say, should they talk and have things going on? If she moved back, would it be like, you know, rainbows and peaches? No, because I do think he would find a way to argue with her again. But I also do not like the idea of, you know, just end it. Just please end it. I hate this limbo that you're in where where you've left, but you've not ended it. So, yeah. What do you think about the whole hooker gate of that? uh, Mike's mom allegedly called Natalie a hooker. Like I've seen like some conspiracy theories um, that there actually is footage uh, that this, maybe this did happen. Do you think there's any chance we get at the reunion? Like, uh, actually we do have the footage of uh, here. Let's, let's go back to the kitchen and see what this is uh, all about. 1000%. If I had to put money on anything on 90, it's that at the reunion, we're getting that footage because if they're putting it on the show this much, they have to have a, a result for it. And I do think that because, oh, I've been saying, Rob, I don't think the word hooker was said. I'm very, very clearly Trish does not mess with Natalie. Trish does not want Natalie in the picture at all. But I don't think she would have said hooker at this Thanksgiving day. You know, I, I just don't see that happening. But I think something got mistranslated, but also the feelings are negative already. So it wouldn't be far fetched if she had said it. But the fact that this is the catalyst, though, of the whole thing really says something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just the whole situation with uh, Mike and Natalie has just gone so much damage that's been done already 
Like there's just no love there. Like, uh, like even if hypothetically Mike's mom did call Natalie a hooker, like hi- hypothetically, even if she did, like if there's love there, I feel like that they can overcome this, that it just feels like that this is it. Like Natalie decided this is the line in the sand. It's never coming back from this. It's ne- it's never getting better. And I know we've said this 10 million times. They need to end it. I mean, the the wild uh, new part of this equation is who the hell is Juliana? How did what is going on here? Why did she why did Natalie give all of Mike's Christmas presents to Juliana and her family? (laughs) Juliana and and Natalie's relationship is an interesting one to me. What is this? I can't tell if if Juliana's taking on a motherly role, a best friend role, a savior role, maybe all in one. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things. And I feel like we've not seen enough of Juliana to really pinpoint what the nature of the relationship is there. But she's pretty much come in and swept Natalie away from Mike to the yes. point where we see them talking on best. So, so in this episode, Mike tries to call her at the beginning. She's not answering. The mm-hmm. next scene we see, uh, oh wait, then he calls his mom. And Rob, again, and I, and I cannot stress this enough, I don't think there's any other human in the world that would call their mom and when their mom picks up says, what's up, you punkosaurus? Yeah, that's it's. I mean, my, Mike has a weird relationship with his mom. I, I think that that's uh, <laughs> been well established. That He says he's, his mom is more like his best friend. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's It's, you know, it's off, you know, it's a weird relationship. Yeah, they're here for mother boy. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. They're here for mother boy. Okay. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The next scene we see uh, Natalie's at Juliana's and. Uh, she basically is yeah. sharing a lot with Juliana, like everything about the Mike's Mike and her's relationship. Juliana knows. Uh, Juliana's comforting her with tea, with little hugs, with pets, reassuring her that everything's going to be okay. That offers her up a stay with her permanently. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
again, this this is wild. I feel like that at the very least, uh, Juliana is obsessed with Natalie. I don't know if Natalie necessarily like reciprocates like the uh, obsession. I think that uh, that Natalie is happy to have somebody like be giving her all this attention, but. Juliana seems like her world revolves around Natalie, which certainly is more than uh, Mike uh, ever does uh, in terms of Natalie. So I definitely see the appeal from Natalie's perspective, but just seems like that, uh, you know, Ju- Juliana is uh, just like, uh, just has this, it- it's a weird relationship. Now, Puya, I don't have any friends. Okay. I don't know what it's like uh, when <laughs> like uh, maybe, like maybe if I had a, if I had like a close guy friend, maybe mm-hmm. I would like go to his house and like just complain about my wife, and then uh, like you know there would be you know it would it would be different. I don't know what that's like. Okay, so you know I, I who's to say? Not me. But that being said, um, it's weird. That I mean, uh, it was I was like so <laughs> mortified when Mike, like hysterical Mike, was uh, last week. Uh, and I'm trying to see if I could do it. Like Mike just went into like this register. He's like, uh, Natalie, why don't you tell them what happened when you came to my house the other night? We made love and you left. You left me and you went to her house. You didn't stay with me. Like, uh, <laughs> he was like hysterical at the last episode. Yeah. High pitched Mike, like flustered <laughs> Mike is very funny to listen to. Yeah. Not since uh, Andrew from last season have we, we had a better love and you left. <laughs> like, relax, you big that. baby. I, like, yeah. you could just say like uh, you the other night you you came to here you came and you left. It's one of those things where it's like once someone hits that register, they've lost all power. Um, mm-hmm. In this instance with Mike, because he's trying to be like the tough, like, I don't care, unapologetic with with Natalie. But then once he hit that register, I was like, oh, you are guilty. You are in the wrong. Stop it. Um, I I couldn't tell you, Rob. I couldn't tell you what this what this situation is right now, because I think that it's very clear that Natalie is finding solace in Juliana, who is from her background more familiar with her with her culture so they definitely share that bond um when they were uh you know talking over tea i felt that as a persian if if you know someone brings you a cup of tea and you're down that's where the conversation starts spilling but i do think she's she's like really invested a lot of her uh emotional distress in juliana by sharing everything so Mm -hmm. i think they're just very close again yeah, she just finished it off, and it, it sounds like she's getting there, right? It sounds like yeah. she's calling time on this, and they it looked like they packed the car up with a couple empty suitcases, and Juliana said, "Just move in with me." Now they're going over to Mike's uh, place to in Squim to move her. I didn't realize that Juliana lived a ferry right away. Is, Is that, that why a- it's uh, such a long commute for Mike to? Does he have to take the ferry every day? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where Mike's Juliana's house. That's the confusing part to me because he, we know he wakes up at like four or five in the morning to get on this drive to work, and then Natalie's taking this ferry ride to Juliana's. So it's very confusing. There, it's one thing that should be clear: they should a sequim ferry to Seattle. The ferry. Oh, okay. So then Juliana must be in Seattle then. 
Well, uh, perhaps Unless there's yeah. other routes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. So okay. yeah, it looks like Seattle's on the other side of. Uh, now we're learning. We're learning so much. Yeah, we're learning a whole lot about them, which I hate because I would rather not learn anything about them because mm-hmm. I don't care about them. But uh, Natalie goes over to the house at Squim. It's still daylight outside. So I thought maybe Mike's at work. Nope, Mike's at home. She walks in. We do not know what's going to happen next. Uh, the next time on, they will be on next episode. So we'll see. Rob, if you had to make a prediction, how is that argument going to go? Um, I, I don't know. Like uh, Mike yells, and then I feel like that she's very cold. Like their their fighting style, like is uh is not a good mesh. And then at the times mm-hmm. like we've seen her get hot, then he's sort of like withdrawn. Um, they're a disaster couple. They're yeah. the worst relationship I've ever seen in my life, and they should not have ever gotten married. Um, <laughs> that I, I like. I don't even know like what her end game is. Like um, that Trish calls her a snake in the grass. Like what is she? What does she want? What is she trying to do? Like uh, that? I don't. I don't know what her end game is. So it just seems yeah. like that this is a bad couple like I think maybe they stayed together for the TLC of it all and to, to be on these shows and maybe is Natalie feeling like hey I'm gonna like uh, spin this into being on 90 Day the Single Life because uh, do you know like what are the ramifications of, of her like uh, staying in the country like now that they got married does she need to stay married to Mike for a certain amount of time so it's confusing because I don't know their exact timeline, but basically after they got married, if they filed for the adjustment of status, she would have and, and she got approved for it. She would be given a temporary green card, which is valid for two years. Then at the two year mark, they revisit to make sure everything's working like you've got the job, if the relationship's still going on and stuff like that. So I believe I'm going to assume she's in that period right now where mm-hmm. she got the temporary two year green card and then from there if they're not together i think she can still maintain it if she's potentially working i'm not sure what happens if they're not i think them being together is important for it but i can only imagine there's got to be a way for her to maintain status potentially and of course if anyone wants to fact check this and let us know on twitter please do so but if there must be a a shot clock on it and i'm Mm -hmm. gonna assume it's the two-year period at this point but um, as far as the two of them go, we said this at the finale of last season of regular 90. They need to not be together. Yeah. The fact that we're on episode 14 of this new season and we're still saying this, put us out of our misery, please. Please. Just end it. And like, um, you know, let, I'm up for, you know, um, Juliana and uh, Julia being uh, or, or Natalie being uh, like buddy roommates. Uh, that's fine. Give them their own TLC show. But uh, enough with this. So just oh one last goodness. question about them. <laughs> really? I have one last question for you, Rob. Then we can move over to the next couple. Yeah. If for 90 day the single life see, uh, single life season 2 if you had to if you had to let's say you have no choice in the matter you have to have either mike or natalie on there spinning off as a single who would you want to be there so i think that mike is actually um, very boring i like I, I don't think that that would be super interesting to see him going out on other dates i think that um Natalie is the person that tends to have a problem with everything and I see her like going on uh, dates with uh, different people like I see her getting like 
really excited about going on a date with a new guy and then realizing, oh, wait, he eats meat. Uh, that like, you know, she has all mm. these different things that she has issues with. And then, um, like, uh, I think that uh, watching her date, I think, would be more interesting. Yeah, I think that um, I would also side that way because what I learned after last season was without Uncle Bo, Mike is nothing. And if they don't bring back Uncle Bo, we don't need to see Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, make yeah. no mistake. Uh, Mike sucks, but I think that <laughs> he's just sort of like a like a man of like a limited emotional intelligence who has unrealistic expectations and mother issues. But I think that Natalie is just, uh, you know, drama nonstop. Yeah, she really Mike is. Actually be happy with somebody else. I could see it. I could definitely see it. Um, what I can't see is happiness in this next family we're going to talk about. Let's go over to Libby and Andre. Let's go over to Libby and Andre here. Yes, yes. Um, oh, my God. Your favorite family. Why Robert, does everybody favorite- complain so much about them, Puya? Well, I mean, this family <laughs> is uh, drama city. Because, Rob, we're tired. Like, we've seen, we've seen this drama rinse and repeat for like four seasons now. So, on the first watch, it was great. Yes. Fourth season, I'm like, Yo, the script is the same still. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that. that, that I, I didn't see this coming where uh, that I, I think that Andre is uh, Chuck's uh, favorite uh, kid. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I think that he's won over Chuck um, and not so much because he is a scammer or that he's done anything manipulative. I think that Chuck is like, oh, actually, all of my own children do suck. Uh, that they're all horrible people and bad at their jobs. And Andre, who uh, might be of like, um, you know, limited uh, talents in some areas, at least is a hard worker at the very least. Like at least, at least Andre has a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put this guy on big brother. Apparently he's so good that he was able to turn Chuck on the whole family. I do kid, of course, because it's very evident. I mean, Andre's coming in. I understand. I said this last week. I understand that when he made that grandiose, like you need to give me a hundred K it was ridiculous. And he got ridiculed for it accordingly, but make no mistake. The guy is very clearly motivated, working hard. He wants to, not only prove himself, but he wants to jumpstart a business. So he's clearly keen on learning and putting in the work. Chuck mentioned something that I think doesn't get mentioned enough in that he literally needs to work to maintain his immigration status. So of course he's going to work hard. Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to put in the time. And if he was able to turn Chuck's viewpoint on this, it makes it very clear to me that what we've been thinking this whole time is true, is that the kids are just threatened by him coming in and doing a better job because they were not doing much before he showed up. Yeah, I mean, this is like a classic story of that you have like um, the a person who is like new to this country. And it's like a classic story that like the, some of, those are some of like the hardest working people that are out there like there's a ton of like business owners who are people that were like not born in America who come to this country and mm-hmm. realize like hey I like uh, I, I have to like have a really good work ethic and work really hard and work tirelessly to like build a new life in the country and then you have like the 
rich kids of the guy who uh, built up a business who are sort of like uh, spoiled and entitled and actually not very good at their jobs because they got them because their dad owns the company. And in this battle between Andre and the, the offspring of Chuck, of course, Andre is like way more motivated and helpful to Chuck. Yeah, it's very easy equation for all of us looking in. It's very clear what's happening here. And we know who's right. We know who's wrong. But you could never tell this to the rest of the family because they just don't understand. They yeah. just don't see it. They're blinded by envy and selfishness and greed and delusion. And it's just so hard to steer them any other way. Now, what do you think of Chuck's equation of bringing everyone together, having a cookout yeah. that will fix all the problems? I think this is one cookout that is not going to be triumphant this summer, Puya. <laughs> and right you are not on this show this is the wrong show that is going to <laughs> crash and burn and fail miserably yeah this cookout will last exactly one episode not 30 so it's it's a wild concept because we've seen chuck keep trying to do this i'm going to bring the family together for the rv trip and that'll solve our problems i'm going to mm-hmm. bring them to the reunion it'll solve i bring them to the cookout and i like that he says well who doesn't love a cookout i agree with you Cookouts are great. Barbecue is amazing. My favorite foods. Love all of it. But that is not enough to heal this nonsense because especially he doesn't know this, but we see the next scene where um, uh, Jen and Becky have met up at, I want to say Becky's house or sorry, Jen's house. And they're talking about this whole cookout thing and in their talk it's and they're calling andre an entitled yeah. brat can i ask a question like uh, i'm sort of like losing the thread of the show here like hold on why are we like filming jen and becky at their house coming up with plans that are to thwart chuck of like what the hell is this? Like, why are we following these side characters? Like, why are the cameras even at Jen and Becky's house? Andre and Libby aren't even there. What the hell? Dave, what is this? This is, this is their dreams come true, Rob. I've been saying this. This family wants their own spinoff so bad. And I don't know if they if they think we need their angle because trust me, if they didn't show us this scene, we could have guessed what happened at this at this hangout very easily. So I, I, they're not compelling television either. Neither Becky or Jen at all to to mm-hmm. warrant a camera on them solo because the focus of the story should still be we're following either Andre or Libby with the camera. Not mm-hmm. here are the two sisters who don't like him and they're going to complain about him the again. Evil on stepsisters of Libby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to start their own competing business to Chuck. Please. I love it. Uh, I love this so much. Same. Please do it. It'd be so funny to watch them file for bankruptcy four months in. It'd be so funny. I would love that. Um, and then, okay, so here's the other thing. Do they not love their own sister? Do they hate Libby too? Because yes. they talk about yes. Libby being a scammer. Yes. See, this is what she does. She's so manipulative. I know. Oh my God. She always does this. Dad. Like they talk about their dad like he is like a senile moron. (laughs) 
too. They oh, have no respect that for is. him. Like he always gets tricked by Andre and Libby. They're always tricking him, and he doesn't know any better. And he always just like does what they want. And it's like uh, he doesn't see that we're actually much mm-hmm. better at our jobs than Andre is. I feel like this reeks to me of. Chuck must have gotten scammed at one point and they lost all respect for him and they just don't see him the same way. Is like that he resp- yeah, he responded to that email of, hey, if you send me 10K today, I can double it for you. He was like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. And then they found out now they're not going to let it ever go. I feel bad for Chuck because I do think he's a dummy, okay? But he's a nice, he's a meaning well dummy. I really do think he means well. I think he at least knows more about this business than any of the other kids mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But Bless his dumb heart, man. He wants to do this cookout. We see the scene for next time on. I'm so excited because this upcoming week, there's, you know, the boxing event is in the air with Big Brother. And then we're going to get the one-on-one bout between Andre and Charlie on the next episode as well. Yeah, maybe they could get like the uh, 90 Day Fiance uh, boxing pay-per-view. We honestly, we just, we and you discussed this once, Rob. Yeah. I think there's money on the table there, and I think there's intrigue on the table. You put, you put, uh, Andre versus Ch- uh, Charlie, Charlie as the headliner. The next one could be Colini versus Tammy as the yeah. undercard. That would be great. It's, yeah. it'll make itself very easily. Julie versus Melanie. Ooh, Julie versus Melanie would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael versus his relationship. That would be a good one as well. It'd be a tough one. I, I think he he will get knocked out, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be very yeah. fun. I'd be very into that. Uh, Puya, next time on the cookout, uh, do you think mm-hmm. that Chuck is going to be like, all right, well, and- Andre, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to work the barbecue because uh, you know that it's you know the grill's hot and uh, yeah, sure, Chuck, uh, yes, uh, I think I have to work for a barbecue. Uh, and then Jen and Beck be like, Dad, Dad, do you see what he's doing to those burgers? Do you see that he flipped too soon? Uh, that uh, do you see this? Do you see this? What he's doing to the to the hot dogs? That they're totally burnt on one side and like yeah, because you're distracting me. That uh, I can't. Uh, it's going to be the same exact thing. Oh, 100%, Rob. It's going to be rinse and repeat, just new setting. It's like, okay, we're all fighting and accusing each other, but over burgers now. And and make no mistake, there is no world. Andre could literally be the best man at a grill. They will not give him that ever. Yeah. So they will find something wrong with these, with the, with the meats for sure. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't see this being ending well for anybody. Um, I do think that I will say this. We've seen Charlie and Andre like go head to head a couple of times on this show. Now this looks to be the most serious, like they're on yep. the ground rolling about. So this will be explosive. RIP Charlie. Yeah, he's gone. He's getting knocked out. I mean, mm-hmm. l- no offense, Charlie, but uh, you are nothing compared yeah. to Andre. For yeah. Sure. Andre- and again, is going to kill you. Uh, yeah. Charlie, uh, <laughs> RIP to a uh, feeble idiot who uh, mm-hmm. could not even uh, run any part of Chuck's business successfully. Uh, you will be missed, Charlie. <laughs> I love that he, Charlie walks in, so in the next time when Charlie walks in like he's a heel at a WWE event, he just walks out and starts cussing out Andre. And I hate that Andre's the hero here. (laughs) That's what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He does have like uh, Shane McMahon douche energy uh, from Charlie. 
I definitely see it. I 100% see it. And he's the guy who, if you want to heal to make a face turn, you put him against this guy. It'll happen easily. <laughs> Anyone against him. If you put, who do I dislike most other than him? Honestly, there's not many people. Put Big Ed. Big Ed with him. Actually, it's mm-hmm. nice to Big Ed more. Let's not talk about Big Ed. That's fine. That's fine. We went too many episodes not talking <laughs> about him. Let's continue that trend. Yeah, I'm excited for this cookout episode. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um no. do you, I mean do you think whatever 90 day property comes next that uh the Elizabeth and Andre uh family continues on? Honestly, it's not impossible. So actually the next one that's coming on was announced last week or the week prior. Uh 90 day the oh, other the way. Days. Yeah, or the other. Yeah, no, yeah, the other way has been confirmed. It's very similar casting to this season where they've brought back like four of the couples from the previous season just continuing that trend. I think there's two new couples. So obviously they can't be a part of that. I do think that there is a slight chance that they could get their own spinoff. I really do. And I hate to say it because Rob, I um two weeks ago I announced I want to start podcast. Yeah, I wanted to start doing this at the end of the podcast where I'm calling it 90 second fiance, where I use about five minutes. I think I'm gonna put a timer on it mm-hmm. to kind of quickly speed up people on on spin-offs that are happening, like Love and Paradise. Uh Darcy and Stacy is out with a new season. So I've never watched Darcy and Stacy before. And then the context for this is Darcy was on 90 day. Uh, before the 90 day for two seasons with two yeah. different people and she has a twin Stacy and this just follows their lives a spinoff for them I watched the first three episodes and it is ridiculous it is so ridiculous so that makes me believe that anyone can get a spinoff now is, and I no that, longer think they were promoting impossible. after the episode uh, last night I believe so because I still watch them on Discovery Plus. I don't get the ads um, or any promos, but I do think that would be the one because it is currently airing a season two. So I'm trying yeah. to catch up with it. Uh, but th- all that to be said, Rob, I, I do think the family Libby, it's not impossible that they get their own show, especially mm-hmm. if they're like, let's move them off of this and put them over there. I could see it, sadly. Yeah. I do want to check out uh, what is it called? You, Me, and My Ex uh, that I see. I watched that sounds intriguing. Day. Yeah. I tried yeah. to put on one of the uh, sister wives shows one night and then um, mm-hmm. Nicole was getting mad. She's like, this is so th- that uh, I hate this. I was like, oh, this is interesting. No, yeah, they um, people. What's it called? You, me and my ex's episode list. It's um, ex expect the unexpected is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then hot mess sure. express. They're going out of the way to make sure yeah. there's an X in every title, which is pretty it's fun. Dar- so you're talking about Darcy and Stacy. That's the one. That is the one. It well, is. What's the relationship between Darcy and Stacy? They're twins. They're twin sisters. Uh, um, yeah. So Darcy had a um, fiance from the Netherlands in the first season. Then she was with a British man in the in the next time we saw her. And then her sister Stacy has a, a fiance who actually came over on the ninety day visa this season of uh, the first season of Darcy and Stacy. So they're both very similar in, in where they're going and it's just following them and their family and everything. And it's, again, I can't stress this enough. It is a mess and yeah. 90 days a mess. This is way more unhinged mess. So mm-hmm. I'll be talking about it at some point when I finally catch up. Yeah. But all of that to say, I could see the family Libby coming back again, another season. Yeah. You know, Puya, it's weird. Uh, you know, here we are. 2020 2021 mm-hmm. you know 
Like, uh, I didn't think we'd be two years into a pandemic and TLC would be my thing. I didn't. I mean, like, uh, you would have told me five years ago, like, hey, you're going to be really into a lot of TLC shows, global pandemic. Um, I'd say, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, hey, during the pandemic, we've all picked up hobbies and interests that we would never, never would have expected. And TLC happens to be yours. Yeah. 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 You'll be really into this guy, Chuck, and his business. <laughs> What's going on with it, his kids? Like, okay. TLC's slogan should really be, watch us, because you'll feel better about yourself. Be like, yep, you're very right about that. I feel very good about myself. Especially, especially when we talk about this next couple, Rob. Let's go to Jovi and Yara. Let's go to Miami. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> Tell me why. I mean, so Jovi has been like beating this drum for the last couple of episodes of, you know, Yara, when we first got together, she used to be fun. She'd go to the club, we go out drinking, but now she's, oh, now she's, only wants to do what, um, what, what's the baby's name? Mila? Mila. 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 Um, I mean, I did think it was ridiculous when Yara kicked out Jovi's family. Uh, <laughs> like, there was no reason why the whole like, like it's like okay, uh, I have to put Mila to bed. Okay, fine. Uh, there was no need for Yara to kick out like the whole family. So I thought Yara was in the wrong then. But then uh, he's like, okay, we're gonna go to Miami. We're gonna go on a trip. Uh, we're gonna take Gwen. Yara tells uh, Jovi, she's like, no, uh, that uh, like I was always a grandma this whole time. Like I wasn't, um, I, I was never fun. Uh, Jovi said she was, but they're going to go out and they go to a dinner. And then this stupid idiot is going to get, he, he, he even gets Yara to agree to go to the strip club, which was like a, a crazy idea in the first place. Mm-hmm. But he got her to actually say yes to his dream. He says he doesn't like strippers. He just likes strip clubs. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> it's very weird. It's like, yeah, I don't like drinking, but I like going to a bar. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like bowling. I just like bowling alleys. Right. Like, no, no, no. No one. If you're going to a bowling alley for the ambiance and not to, you know, strike down some pins, you're weird. And it's very similar here. He tries to equate going to a strip. It's like, well, you know, Europe has topless beaches. It's the same. Uh, no, sir. It is not the same. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah. That. And so, um, Yara, like, uh, I guess he, he gets a, like a, a drink or two, uh, in Yara. And he actually gets her to agree. All right, fine, fine. I'll go to the strip club, okay? Uh, and then this guy just like he's like hitting on eighteen. He's hitting on nineteen. He's hitting on twenty. Uh, he does not know when to uh, give it up because uh, he get like it, it was a miracle. He he got her into the strip club. Like they could have sat anywhere uh they're gonna sit like right in front of uh this woman who's dancing on the pole and, and look uh we uh that um i have not been at a strip club since covid i don't know if you if this is uh a revelation i can say the same 
Couldn't say the same. Yeah. Surprise to no one. <laughs> it's been it's actually been quite a long time, but I have not been back since COVID. It would actually be not one of the first places I would I would go to. Um, the 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 COVID rules seem weird uh, at the strip club where I guess you uh, that people are some people are wearing masks. You wear a mask, you walk through. I, I mean, I guess it's not on like a restaurant. Uh, but I digress. And and they get and they get right in front of some woman. And they're gonna give me like, uh, all right, here, give it, start, make it rain, give, give her the money, and you know, Yara, she's uncomfortable with with all of this. Uh, right. Not to mention, she just, she just had a baby. I'm sure she's also like, uh, very self conscious, and now it's like I'm gonna sit here with my loser husband gawking at these <laughs> uh, naked women, like two feet in front of me. Like it's not again, like he got her in the building. That should have been the victory. Like go sit at the, at a table in the back of the restaurant. Okay. It's insane to me. So I was very curious, Rob, how did he get her to agree to go to this? This these like three week yeah. buildup of this coming up. So ultimately it ends up being this joke about, you know, strip clubs, beaches are the same. But then the thing that bothered me most in the lead up to the strip club was him constantly calling her a boring mom, just mm-hmm. beating this in of like, maybe if we do this, you'll be less of a boring mom. Like to the point where she feels now she has to prove herself to not be boring. So yeah. like you said, everything you described happened. Um, he had that wad of cash real quick pulled out. He was right. ready to go. Right. I, I mean, again, like, uh, it's, I talk about like, like hitting on 18, hitting on 19. He got her out of the house. They were out. They were drinking. Like, this was, this was your home run, Jovi. Like, this was what you said you wanted. Like, oh, we gotta go out. We're gonna be drinking. Gotta have fun. Have a little, like, you didn't have to go to a strip club. The strip club did not need, it, it makes me think that unless the night ends in you being at a strip club, it is not a fun night in your book. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really feels that way. And we did see at the beginning of the scene with them where um, Gwen, bless her heart, was like, hey, maybe you don't take her to a bar. Maybe you take her to a restaurant. She was the first person to lead him to something that she might enjoy. And so, she seemed to like the restaurant. Yeah, I think. If he had just left it at, okay, we made it rain a little bit with a couple singles. We threw some money out. That would have been enough. They could have left. They had a good laugh, a good memory now. It's Mm -hmm. fine. But he kept pushing it. Like you mentioned, he tried to hit on 20, hit on 21. He kept going. And I think the line was already crossed far before this. But then when he asks her to, hey, here, put the you put the money in the G-string. And she's like, I don't want to do that. And then he does it. She's clearly upset. Then he blows a kiss to the stripper. Well, I think even before that, she's like, okay, okay, Jovi, like, uh, I want to go. And he's like, yeah, we just got here. I'm having fun. I want to stay here. Like, uh, all right, all right. Like, uh, look, look, this is good. It's taking a turn. Yeah. Tried. It's not going well. Okay. Like, it's time to go. Jovi is like, uh, no, we just got here. And then this stupid, moron idiot uh ends up blowing a kiss to one of the dancers right in front of yara like what what is wrong with this man and i absolutely love that he has the audacity but yeah i was joking 
you were not joking. That was mm-hmm. not the face of someone who's joking. Even in the confessional outside before they went into the strip club, he talked about, yeah, maybe like, you know, I can get, you know, we'll have some fun and maybe I can get a dance. He full on went in with the idea of maybe Yara will permit me to have a dance here. Yeah. That is a ridiculous notion. Because she if she's is there, um, it's, you know, that he's not breaking the rules if she's there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so none this of this goes well. Sh- that uh, Jovi feels like that maybe he can exploit. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, Rob. Um, it's been a minute since I've thought about characters on TV, but he does not scream Dr. Loophole to me. Mm-hmm. It's not a good one anyway. Yeah. Maybe a Dr. Loophole dropout, perhaps. But, but, so she storms out. She's ready to leave. Can't blame her. And he follows her out again, belaboring this point that she's boring. What's your problem? You have to ruin every night. Yada, 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 yada. I just just do not understand this, Rob. To me, Mm -hmm. if she didn't want to leave Myla's side and she didn't want to go on a trip and now I have her on a trip, I have her, you know, we've gone out to a nice dinner. We're having drinks. You got it. You want it. Literally, what else do you need? Was and here's the wild notion, right? Jovi, did you not realize that even when you were dating when she was quote fun Yara, y'all never went to the strip club together. This was mm-hmm. never a thing she was into. So why do you think now it, it in order for her to be fun, she needs to go here? It's insane. This guy is on one, and I don't like it. Yeah, there's something wrong with Jovi. Um yeah. that also, I will say that I have to think that there was some um, assistance from the producers of 90 Day Fiance, maybe with the help of Jovi, where that they like, there's no chance that this is just like an organic thing that happened mm-hmm. where they're at dinner and like, hey, how about we go to a strip club where then the 90 Day Fiance TLC cameras are rolling up to a strip club and are just going to be able to like uh, start rolling and following the action in a strip club. Like that is the kind of thing that needs to be uh, organized uh, well in advance, I would imagine. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to bring your reality TV show cameras into a strip club unannounced. Right. It's always one of those things where I believe, you know, there's got to be either permits or you got to make sure you have clearance. Cause what happens if you roll up and they don't let you in, you know? So you definitely have to pre-plan this. So this mm-hmm. wasn't a spur of the moment to me. I got to imagine it couldn't have been. It just couldn't have been. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if this was like all along, like that they were going to go out to dinner in Miami and that this was always going to be part of it that, okay, uh, let's Yara is going to get, we're going to get Yara to the strip club. And uh, then Jovi is like very excited about this idea and ultimately it doesn't, but I, but I feel like that, you know, this was like a little bit more uh, premeditated than just like a spur in the moment decision of like, uh, let's get yard at the strip club. Yeah. I co-signed that. I do think that as well, because it just, I don't know. It's, it's, and like my favorite part of their entire storyline, Rob, to be honest with you is Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. And the next time on we see Gwen talk about, maybe I was wrong. Maybe my son is the problem. Yeah, no, he is the ready. problem. A thousand yeah. percent. The other thing we learn is that Jovi did not sleep at their hotel that that, the night of the incident because they got to the hotel. He left her and she went to bed. So we don't know where Jovi's been now, what he's doing. Yeah, this is not ready for the responsibilities of not only fatherhood, but even partnership at all. 
Mm-hmm. He's not ready. He needs to. He needs to again. He needs to move back to his old apartment and go back beyond, like go back to his old ways because he's not willing to accept the new roles of um this uh, relationship. I will say I did see a Reddit comment, Rob, that really sums them up well for me. Yeah. Um, Jovi was wrong to think that Yara would not change after the relationship advanced to motherhood, and Yara was wrong to think that Jovi would change after becoming a father. Like both mm-hmm. of them did made the wrong mistake of, of thinking that they, they would be exactly the way they thought it would go out. Cause they're not, it's not, it's not going that way. Yeah. And let me just also say that, uh, Yara like was much cooler about this than, uh, if I was going to go take my wife on a night out to the strip club, uh, this went a lot better, uh, from Yara for Yara than it would have gone for me. Okay. The, yeah. yeah, Kat, uh, Jovi, uh, this was like, uh, you could say Yara's no fun all you want. Uh, she actually entertained the thought of visiting the strip mm-hmm. club. No, Yara, I feel like was, and I do not remember a lot of the last season at this point because, you know, all of it blurs together. Mm-hmm. But I remember the night of the reunion was kind of the place where we started turning away from Julia fans and becoming Yara fans and I'm backing Yara Yara wasn't perfect that night either Uh, she had a couple of um, you know she she was getting into it about uh, like I I think her and Yara her and um, Julia were sort of like uh, tag teaming uh, Rebecca on uh, the uh, plastic surgery right Yes, I, yes, the gyms. Yeah, that? yeah. No, it's, and I and I and I couldn't remember who said what, but I remember them teaming was, up on that front. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was not great. Uh, but bless her heart for dealing with everything that Jovi's throwing her way. Truly, truly. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with them next. My wife week is now. no fun. She doesn't even when mm-hmm. we go to the strip club. She won't even give any money in the stripper's g string, and and then she doesn't <laughs> want to lap dance. But we go. Uh, grow up. Your uh, Jovi impression is ten out of ten. We forgot <laughs> to put that out at the beginning. You've nailed the essence of Jovi. Truly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's terrible. Uh, and I, but I do love Gwen coming like a. Maybe it's my son is the problem. I didn't even think about that. Like no kidding. Maybe it took he you sucked. this long. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> Maybe what he's I did. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of throwing money around, Rob, let's go to Kalani and Oswelu here. And yeah. we're finally at the Christmas yeah. reunion. Yeah, what are your Asuelu's thoughts? mom wanted uh, Asuelu to make it rain. Yeah, 
very much so. And this is a this is a recurring trend. This has happened before with them, where uh, she wants money, yeah, and she believes that it is his duty yes. as her son to provide for the family. Yes, yes. Um, Asuela's mom is uh, such a great TV character. Hmm. She's very fun to watch. Um, I don't like when Tammy is with her though. I feel like Tammy winds it up in a not great direction. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, again, like, I think I have a hard time of like imagining like this is like these are real people going through like real situations. I, I am just <laughs> like on the edge of my seat, just so tickled by everything uh, that that's going on. And again, I don't know if like, I am like the target audience for this show or like I am like somebody who is like just not getting the show. But I, I loved all of this also. Yeah. And, and I think, no, honestly, I enjoyed the Kalani and Asuelu, um segment the most this episode. I think mm-hmm. out of every couple, mm-hmm. um, it was just a lot of fun. Like it, There were moments of seriousness, but a lot of comedy, too. Yeah. Which yeah. I loved very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really that the great thing about Asuelu's mom is uh, that she just comes out and says like, okay, well now I think that you need to give me money. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, okay, well, and then Tammy is like, what? Oh, you don't want to give your mom money? What is wrong with you? It's so funny because initially Tammy goes, slowly whispers to her mom this is a nice place and her mom was like behave be on your good behavior because again they got yes yeah they got a talking to from asuelu to hey no funny business during this uh during this visit um but then so they're having the meal uh, they're about to have a meal and then asuelu was like hey mom do you want to do you want to do the prayer and i think it was kalani who was like she's the guest she is not doing the prayer so asuelu does the prayer they're having a very quiet meal and we learn what the plan is for Asuelu's mom when she goes back to Samoa. So her plan is mm-hmm. she's going to be working. She's going to weave mats. I like that you say uh, Samoa like that. Like I feel like that my whole life, like I've learned about the island of Samoa from season 19 mm-hmm. of Survivor. And yeah. I feel people <laughs> on the show pronounce it uh, Samoa. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, that's I, where I, I learned I refer it. To, I mean, we, you and I, we did the, we, you, me and Mel, we did the podcast about Survivor Samoa. We did. We did. And and it would have been better. Hey, if it was... I'm the king of Samwa. <laughs> Samwa was great in uh, Lord of the Rings helping Frodo out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. guy. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 that, uh, that's, uh, that's like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I, and I like that we're learning more. We're, we're, we're repainting our Samoa experience with, mm-hmm. with this, uh, family because that old Samoa experience, not so great. Not so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you need to give okay. me money. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to beat up your wife. <laughs> now, why did that sound like something that could have been said? <laughs> um, so, then we talk about the money and here's what was interesting to me. We get a little bit of insight as to why Asuelu is a little hesitant to give his mom money. Yeah. So aside from the fact that, that, is that one of the reasons why? Yeah. He has none. He has limited funds to give to the kids for sure. Um, then they talked about if we were to give you money, we'd give it to you piece by piece because 
apparently his mom has a history of giving money away, giving money away to church. And he was like, well, mom used to give the money away and then we'd be eating just rice. We didn't have enough money for us. So he didn't like that. Yeah. And Tammy's like, no, no, you don't get to say it. You just, you give your money to mom and then she does whatever. And you don't get to ask what she does with it once you give it to her. You just give it to her and that's it. I get the sense that, that is Tammy getting some of the money from the mom? It's, that, it's that, gotta that, be it. It seems like. <laughs> it's gotta be it. I Damn think Tammy as uh, get, Kehlani yeah. calls her. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to get a little bit of that coin for sure. It sounds like that's what the arrangement is, right? This is not all for um, his mom at all. So ultimately, they decide to break the tension. It's starting to get a little obvious. You're eating food. It was quiet. Now it's all about money. It's getting weird. Now, Oswiller decides we're going to play the white elephant game, also known Mm -hmm. as, I believe, what is it called? The Yankee yes. Swap as well? Yeah, yeah Yankee Swap. Uh, yeah. I, I did like that um, also uh, uh, Suelu's mom talked about how uh, her true love is bingo. Yes. Have you, are you a bingo guy? Have you played bingo? I played bingo uh, when I was a young child. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go to bingo with my uh, great grandmother. That my like mm. uh, like my great grandmother would sleep over my house, and mm. then uh, my parents would drop her off at like the church for bingo, and then I would go and do uh, bingo with uh, with her. I, I did that like uh, at least a couple of times. See, I've never I've played bingo, but only ever you know amongst family at home. So I've never yeah. seen public oh, bingo before. It's a scene. You got like people with like you know, like nine pieces of paper and they got their marker and they're stamping and some people, I mean, it's wild. Is it, and is it just for leisure or is there a payout? Payout big time. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, huh. money. It's like you pay, you buy like your sheets, mm-hmm. of like uh, printed sheets. And then like, there's like a pot and then however, um, like, um, you know, it's like divided up. And so I don't know if there's like uh like uh what's it a rake for the like church or the synagogue or where wherever it's like it's um you know whatever is the the school whoever's like put organizing it and then mm-hmm. um you know you win a uh, a payout. I might be looking into bingo again. Who knows? Yeah, hey, I think that that's yeah. a f- like a a fun night out for you and Liana. <laughs> Yeah, definitely would be good. Would be good. Liana. I'll tell you, Puya, that uh, take Liana out to bingo. That's going to be a great night out. Trust me, it's going to go a lot better than any other crazy ideas that you might come up with. Go out to bingo. That I might come up with. That's, that'd be funny, though. That'd be fun. I imagine, Rob, I do this, right? Like, I think you have it right where you don't think of these people as, as real people. You think of them as TV people. But I often put myself in the shoes of the couples. And yeah. I put myself in the shoes of, of, you know, me and Liana at the strip club instead of Jovi and Yara. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'd be the one being like, let's leave. But like, because I think mm-hmm. Liana's very, very, you know, chilled. She like, when she's in an environment, she like adapts to the environment. She like tries to make the most of the environment. So I feel like that would be, it would go very differently with me and her than it would have with Javi yeah. and Yara. I think if I was there with normal, 
I, I think mm-hmm. that okay, it would start, and then I'd be like, uh, "All right, uh, here, here we go." And then Nicole's like, why, "Why are you giving her all? Why are you giving her that money? Why are you giving her like give me that money? Why are you giving that to her? <laughs> why aren't you yeah. giving you have a you have a handful of dollars? Why aren't you just giving that to me?" How much money do you think was in his hand? It looked like a big wad. Like, yeah, but it was all singles uh, that I don't know. It's probably like only like 40, 50 bucks. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, again, we're, we're normal couples. We'd probably get, get a better situation there. So wait with bingo. Sorry. I don't mean to just yeah. sit on this bingo yeah, thing. For yeah, a second. Okay. What, what do you want to know about Puya? Strip How clubs, many bingo? What I love me. <laughs> access your encyclopedia yeah. i how many people like are you playing competitively against everybody, yeah, everybody at the, in bingo the room place? maybe a couple hundred people wow how often are payouts happening like do do a lot I of mean, people get bingo insane. or is it hard so, so there's like different games so sometimes it's like regular it's like regular straight up bingo which is like five across anyway and then the first person yeah. to get it um i think you split the pot if it's like multiple people get bingo on the same number uh, and then there's also like, okay, this one is like round robin where you have to like this, this time around, it's like, you have to like complete the circle or like X, or there might be like other different, um, versions of the, of the game to keep it interesting. Well, I'm not going to ask Liana. I'm going to wait and see how long till she listens to the podcast, but Liana bingo. Yes or no. Text me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. There we yeah. go. That's her. That's her cue. Okay. Um, Okay, so then we go back to this white elephant game. So Asuelu yeah. bought all the presents for this game uh, to to you know spread some cheer, have yeah. some fun. Comes out yeah. of Santa, and that was funny. I think this was very funny. It helped them a lot. It helped cut the tension a lot, and I thought it was going too well. Going too and well. Yeah. Well, I we, thought that mom was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> Asuelu, why do you buy all these presents and you didn't give me any money? <laughs> yeah. Can I do you have the receipts? I would like to return these for money instead. Mm-hmm. Rob, Rob, Asuelu did such a good job He's, this episode. Well, he started and then he and then mm-hmm. he too fell victim to being a stupid idiot. <laughs> yup. And a you stupid, might be asking audience. A stupid moron idiot. Uh <laughs> of that, like, okay. Here we go, and uh, Kehlani, this present is for you. It is Special a gift. baby blanket. <laughs> what a dumbass! Like mm-hmm. everything was great. He put her in a good mood. The family's in a good mood. And then yeah. what does he do? Decides I'm going to publicly do what she's asked me not to, and publicly bring up having yeah. another kid again. Too bad Melanie and TJ weren't there to say, Asuelu, do you really think that that's a good idea right now? I mean, you just have two kids and you're trying to buy a house and you can't even afford it. And you're trying to buy a car and you're trying to do ride share and you just crashed your car and you don't even have any money. Like, do you really think that that's a good idea right now, especially when your mom is asking for any sort of disposable income that you have? That would have been a better yelling at that they would have got a more realistic one. What happens here is awful because he does that. Um, Kalani's upset. Says, "Why did you bring this up publicly?" Mm-hmm. Then Tammy and and mom, or yeah, so Tammy and mom decide this is the time where we take his side. Maybe we get some money. And they're like, "Why shouldn't you have a kid? Yeah, you should have a kid. That should be okay." Yeah, and 
Then Colini steps up to defend and says, well, it's her body. She can do what she wants. And then Tammy says, why are you talking? And then Lucina, uh, um, uh, as mom, like goes over and says, yeah, why we're talking to Kalani. Why is she talking? And then mm-hmm. Kalani's like, well, as long as you're talking, I'm talking. All of this happens. And Tammy's about to go in on Colini when Aswellu breaks it up and pretty much like carries both of them outside and, yeah. and well, sends them out. I, you missed the whole part about like uh like hey in uh Samoa a woman does uh what the man uh wants to do and so that if he wants to have a bigger family that's what you need to do and if he went back to Samoa then he could find a woman who does what he wants. Yeah, they full on to Kalani's face were pretty much like, yeah, we can find you a, a son. Find another wife, please. Full on like mm-hmm. you can go somewhere else. Because then also, um, uh, as well as mom brings up the fact that, you know, well, I, you know, you do what the, the man, like my husband wanted kids. We, I have had nine kids and look at me. I turned out great. I was like, I don't know, Lucina, you're kind of like here at Christmas asking for money when there's no money on the table. Like, I don't know if, yeah, if it's, did it I would turn say out great. great? I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would say like okay at best. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and then it, that I, I'm wondering though, like, um, could I back Lucina in, in bingo? Like, uh, if I put in like ten dollars a week to like for her bingo games, uh, could we split the pot if she wins one? I think that would be a great idea if we fund, uh, if we back sponsor Lucina for for her bingo runs. I think there's some money there. Both yeah, for Lucina and be like then when I try to pay out, like uh, Tammy's gonna come here and beat me up. <laughs> Tammy's like, Yeah, we've decided it's a 70-30 split, 30 for you now. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do about it? Am I a weirdo for that? I laugh every time I hear about how um Tammy is gonna beat up Kaylani because I, I just just the phrase beat up to me is like so juvenile like uh it just seems like something that would happen like in first grade like second grade like uh (laughs) that they keep talking about how that oh and she said she's gonna beat up uh my wife like it just seems to me like i know it's a serious thing but it just every Mm -hmm. time i hear that phrasing it it makes me laugh it does sound like I, i will say the phrase beat up or i'm gonna beat you up is very much more of a young thing like a child thing mm-hmm. than it is it used in in serious situations i feel like serious situations has different language to it and, and it's just the way she does it with the addition of the the reactions everyone else has to they don't care i i do see why there's comedy in that for sure mm-hmm. yeah what a wild situation. Uh, not to mention Lowe was there. Um, that that uh, uh, Lowe is uh, always fun. Uh, like uh, I'm sure he did not love all this going mm-hmm. down. Yeah, I do like Lowe a lot. And I love that. Again, I love that no one else inserted themselves into the drama. It was the same people from last time. Um, basically, Colini and Tammy's tension. Aswelu and his mom's tension, Kalani's tension, but then that was it. No one else added themselves in to make more drama. I thought that they escalated it well by just kicking them out, basically. And we'll see where it goes from there. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to go in a good place, spoiler alert. It looks like everything was smooth sailing and now Aswelu got guilt tripped by his mom again mm-hmm. and in the next episode is going to suggest moving to Samoa. Not great. Not great. No. He really 
he just like wakes up every day and picks a different situation yeah. he wants to be in. One week he yeah. wants the minivan. One week he wants the ride share. One week he wants the house. One week he wants to move to. He can't decide, Rob. Yeah. So I always like to think about like um, if we were ever going to have like some sort of like a uh, swap and like uh, mm-hmm. what potential partners might be better with each other. I'm wondering if maybe uh, Asuelu and Julia might be uh, the matchup that uh, okay because Asuelu he's got a baby blanket. Julia she's been looking <laughs> for a place to have a baby. That Asuelu wants to buy a house, a big house that he can't afford. So does Julia. Like uh, I think this might be a, a perfect match for each other. Yes, they they would definitely want the same things, and it would be very deep seated in delusional. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrealistic expectations of yeah we can afford a house and and yeah. babies that's going to be easy that being said um when Asuelu talks about uh time to move back to Samoa I think Julia's going to say oh no uh I am not moving in with parents like uh mm-hmm. not moving in with with mother that that's it the big deal breaker for Julia that's where they would clash <laughs> for sure yeah is when it came to the move <laughs> if they stayed in the states they'd be fine together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um I'm trying to think of uh if there's anybody anybody else that like uh if it comes to me, maybe I'll uh, uh I'll shout it out. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Well while it comes back to you, let's let's go to the next and final couple here. Yeah. Um they opened the show with them. I could not do anything but have them be the last couple we talk about. It's Angela and Michael. Now, Rob, oh my God. take it away. What is wrong with both of these people? Like, <laughs> they're not having a baby. They're not. There's no baby. They're, not, they're never having a baby. Like, yeah, it's never gonna happen. They don't have a baby, and and um, I have to say, I like this a lot better than when they were just fighting. Where Angela was just horrible to Michael for like uh, eight weeks straight on the show. That was that was terrible, but mm-hmm. also like I kind I feel like that we're just like uh, leading Michael along here on uh, like even humoring him that there's going to be a baby in this picture, and uh, that I, I loved it last week with the goofballs, and they mm-hmm. talk him into going to you know donate a, a sperm sample, and mm-hmm. boy we really got into the uh, graphic uh, like nature of of how this was all going to play out. Yeah, there were moments of this where I thought, hold on, this isn't 90 Day Single Life or Bears All that's online and just unedited. How is this on TV? Um, It's happening. I hate I hate that Angela's pretty much made it clear too that this is just to, you know, keep him quiet and it's never going to happen. I hate that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did not need to be there for um, uh, uh, Michael's first ever self pleasure succession, uh, but here we are. That happened. Here, here we are. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did uh, really enjoy the uh, lower third of two minutes later. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, they did him dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like again, I, I that I have to give Michael all the credit in the world. Uh, I he said like my concern is that. Um, he said, uh, I am very worried that Angela is going to laugh at me. And boy, 
Like, was that a premonition? Because, uh, I mean, like, uh, this woman is in her 50s. Like, how immature is this woman? Yeah, and and I feel like I'm very surprised that the car unread two minutes later because I really felt bad for Michael. I was like, the performance anxiety now. This like, be, it might, it might have been two years later. Yeah, I would have been like, dude, we need to reschedule. Like, this is not happening today. Uh, we need to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then she was just so, so immature about the whole thing. Like, hey. I have fun out there, masturbate boy. Like, uh, it's like, what is wrong with this woman? This is your husband. This is your life partner. How is this what you want to call him? Why are you doing this thing on national TV? I don't, I don't get know. It. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, and then, you know, we got like all the whole background on him because, like, they needed he, him to have been, like, you know, abstinent for three to five days. He says it's been over a year. So that all happens. I, yeah, well, don't, and then we got like, into, um, like, well, how, how long has it been? Uh, and he said, uh, a year. And he said, but, you know, I do, uh, occasionally have, uh, wet dreams. Like, well, like, uh, how recently was that? Like, well, um, uh, a few months ago. And then Angela's like, but do you think that's normal? Shouldn't he be having more wet dreams? What do you think he's having more wet dreams? Uh, <laughs> don't you think that that's a thing? I'm like, well, uh, I guess so. Yeah, that is. <laughs> like, I don't know what her end game is here. Like, give your husband trauma. Like, why are you doing this to him? Also, also, then we have the additional um, her asking the doctor, there's not going to be any women back there helping him, are they? Like, where do you think he's at? He's at yeah. a clinic. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, this woman in the clinic was like very good natured. Uh, like, yes. you could see like in like another world at another clinic. Um, they have much less of a sense of humor for Angela. Like, uh, uh, no, ma'am. Uh, there are actually not women to help with the semen collection in the yeah. medical back room. No. No, we actually don't have that. Uh, yeah. We know how Angela uh, really reveres the sanctity of the medical industry when the doctor walks in, like, "Oh, you're lo- you're pretty hot. Oh boy, let me. I gotta tell my husband. Uh, like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be fondling me. Whoa, yeah. She is the worst person to take with. Like, if you need she is, any no, medical stop the stuff sentence done, right there, Puya. She is the worst person, period. Oh, period. Yes. I'm okay with that. I'm going to agree with that 100%. Um, I didn't need to hear their conversation while he was in the process of collecting. That was, again, now I have trauma. Like, I I didn't love that for me personally. I don't think for anybody personally. I feel like they could have just given us two minutes later without the middle part. We've been fine. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very, very disturbing the, the the whole thing is it so is that the most disturbing it gets or do you think it's worse than when she's telling her daughter a retelling of the entire experience in the car i mean i think that more disturbing was uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were in the bath of um when uh she wanted him to uh uh, pop his unit. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> she talked about uh, the parts of her anatomy that were on fire 
I mean, I, I felt like overall that was more disturbing. This was just more bizarre. Yeah, I hope they stay together forever because I guarantee you, if they break up, if Angela is single at any point, they're going to put her on 90 day uh, single life. And I well, cannot that have sexy that. Mima is out uh, clothes shopping now. Yeah, she is. And and that's the next scene they go. So she's going clothes Where's shopping. Where's part of the episode? Angela is trying on clothes. Angela's fashion. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, because not a lot happens there. Well, congratulations to Angela. She goes down half, right? She went from size 22 to 11, I believe. So good on her for that. Yeah, kudos to Angela. Mm-hmm. But, but she decides she's going to bribe Skyla, her daughter, with an outfit to take her in exchange to take her to the IVF clinic for her for the baby thing. Yeah. But here's my question to you, Rob. If she has no intention of going through with this, if she knows it's not going to happen, why does she need to take Skyla there? Well, Shouldn't- yeah, this she's been trying to dupe Skyla where then finally mm-hmm. Skyla agrees because she says, like, look, just come with me so that we can shut up Michael about this baby thing. And Skyla's like, oh, okay. Uh, we could put this to bed. All right, fine. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. But you know, fine. it's this is like the uh, um, <laughs> that uh, there. I have a different way of trying to describe this that I'm not going to say. But this is just the uh, this is she's tr- that this is going to be a bait and switch. Yeah, no, 100% is. And I, we've talked about the prerequisites Angela has in place for having a baby. It has to be, and she specifies it here, and it has to be a blood-related egg that has to be included in the equation. So every other form of having a baby is not on the table at all. And then we see on the next time on, when she goes to this clinic, she's going to be told of the um, potential risks of being a um, being pregnant at this stage of her life. I think there was mentions of diabetes potentially and high oh, blood pressure. You don't, you don't say that this uh, 53-year-old uh, smoker that has just had uh, the uh, gastric sleeve surgery might not be a good candidate for a pregnancy? Mm-hmm. You and still say. smoking. Still smoking. We saw her smoking in that car, Rob. She's never having that other surgery at this point. It's never yeah. going to happen. You don't say. Wow. Yeah. Um, would have thought that, you know, this would be a slam dunk. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete shock to absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where we're left with them. And Rob, uh, I have to apologize. I forgot about one of the couples. <laughs> so we're going to end oh. the night, the session with Tiffany and Ronald. Oh, Tiffany and Ronald. <laughs> Tiffany and Ronald. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, no, and this yeah. is actually like kind of like a uh, interesting uh, conversation with uh, Tiffany and Ronald uh, where they went to go see the uncle. And um, I was watching this part with Nicole, who uh, was actually mm-hmm. like, um, she had a different reaction than than, than I did uh, to this. Ooh. So I think this is uh, uh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So they have now decided to go to couples counseling. But the caveat here or the, the kicker is that the marriage counselor is Ronald's uncle. So Tiffany kind of, you know, prefaces this with you better not be going into this thinking that mm-hmm. you're just going to have your side taken. And that's why we're going to your uncle. Yeah. And I, genuinely think that's what he thought was going to happen and wanted. So I think, why. yeah, he definitely thought that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they get into the session and um, basically the baseline of what Tiffany's saying is she doesn't want them to compare who is above who. 
But then she also says, but I'm a blessing in this man's life because before me, Mm -hmm. he had a gambling addiction. He was this, that, and the other, and I fixed him. And then Ronald's retort is that he doesn't understand how a female, his words, not mine, how a female could tell a male how to be. And I'm not going to lie, the uncle had me uh, fooled because then the uncle comes in and says, well, as a wife in the confession, as a wife, Tiffany needs to boost the husband's ego. Wives need to boost the husband's ego. I was like, okay, uncle, what, what decade are we in? What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Right now? Yeah. You know, at first I, I was, uh, you know, as I was watching, I'm like, okay, like, um, like I, I sort of read that as like, uh, yeah, just humor him and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, let him feel like he's doing a, a good job. And then, He'll he'll actually start doing a a good job where it's sort of right. like uh you know it's sort of like yeah just l- let him think that he's doing and then because of that you know you've given him some positive reinforcement then he'll actually start doing the uh, the thing uh like or he'll actually start being a better dad because you're making him feel you you know you're sort of like giving him some like positive uh encouragement uh and and this was where Nicole was like uh like uh what a what you know what a crock this guy like uh you know uh so uh the, she definitely like uh she heard that a lot differently than I did. Yeah, I mean and the whole thing with Ronald is he believes that he is the head of the household not for anything mm-hmm. else but the, the fact that he is the penis haver in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that is his right to be the head of household. But then Tiffany's whole thing is, no, I just want us to work on this together. And I feel like you are not even working on it. You're just leaning back on this fact that you are the man. So your role is head of household and head of all the decisions. I don't want that. Um, now, the uncle then does give some good advice here. Yeah. Tells them to stop criticizing each other. Number one. First, mm-hmm. they stop criticizing each other. Um, tells Ronald to be supportive, which then Ronald, like the five-year-old that he is, mutters under his breath, my uncle's taking your side more than mine, huh? Like, mm-hmm. It's not a score sheet, man. This is yeah. the whole thing was it's not a score sheet. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I do think there's sometimes that uh, Tiffany really like um, like uh, like the 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 poop diapers, like uh, like that's an, I'm sure that's annoying, but like uh, like you shouldn't let that be the reason that you uh that you get divorced. Like there's bigger issues in this uh relationship. So like I I kind of got what he was saying about like don't like really like sweat the small stuff. But you know, overall, Ronald can't take any criticism uh whatsoever. Right. Well, that's the thing. If the whole issue began and ended with just the poop diapers, it's like, okay, well, damn, uh, really, we're having good. Everything yeah. else is fine. Like, why Eventually, is the kid's deal? not going to be in diapers. Like, uh, right. you know, you grow out of that problem. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing with him is that the, his argument of, well, if it was a boy, it's different. Well, no, it, baby's baby. Relax. Mm-hmm. Like, baby's baby. Just say you don't want to do it. And, and you yeah. know, I'm making excuses for yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, Ronald has uh, very few good points. No, truly, he has no leg to stand on here because then the other thing he he does when they start leaving is he believes that he's constantly being told he's an a-hole when he doesn't think he deserves that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest problem with this man is that he thinks everyone's out to get him and are trying to make a fool of him. But the only person in clown makeup is you, and you did that to yourself. 
Ronald McDonald. Like that's all <laughs> there is to it. You did this to yeah. yourself. Now, so. um, I, I don't see how these two are able to pull out of the nosedive. Unless like the big thing is one of two things needs to happen. Either Tiffany agrees to move to South Africa permanently and have him be the head of household or Ronald stops these shenanigans, goes to um, hopefully gets accepted to go to the United States, moves in and has an equal partnership. And I don't see either of those things happening because I don't think either of them are looking at any other avenue. That I don't that think he go. wants to leave. No, for, he's literally bending over backwards to buy a truck, buy, have, start a business, build mm. a room. He's doing everything he can to lay roots in South Africa that it wouldn't make sense for them to move. He really doesn't want them to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any interest in going. We've seen him do the mock interview. He could not care less. He was vaping during that yeah. interview. So I, I don't think he wants to leave. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen what it would look like where you know if Tiffany has her support system and has her mom around, and then also mm-hmm. like okay, then Ronald is there, and maybe she's not counting on him as much for things. Like maybe that might might be a different look, but. Overall, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I feel like that this is like a very hopeless situation. And, you know, Tiffany, it's a, I mean, and it sinks that, you know, she, uh, they have the, the baby with, um, Ronald. And so it is a much more complicated, like when Mike and Natalie, they could just break up tomorrow and it's right. over and they never have to see each other again. Well, you know, then you have Daniel who, you know, certainly has a uh, warm feelings towards Ronald, which uh, are definitely reciprocated, uh, reciprocated that Ronald, um, you know, uh, feels like, uh, you know, has like, you know, fatherly feelings towards Daniel. It's, it's just a crappy situation, you know, that this is just like not a fun story to talk about because uh, while there are certainly like dumb moments here, it's like with the kids involved, it makes it like a, a much less like humorous situation yeah and that's where you you know we kind of stop we take it out of just you know they're dumb people on tv and it's like yeah there's a real life that um Mm -hmm. these kids have to deal with and they're being put up against and the next time on is awful because the next time on shows more of a yelling match between the two and i don't love that um i will say uh tiffany said something along the, the whole i'm a blessing in this man's life I did see some comments online where people were really raking her over the coals about that. Like, what, what makes you think you're a blessing? I do understand that uh, because with when it comes to me and Liana, I do think um, Liana was kind of a blessing in my life because she did teach me a lot. She did pull me out of my um, not immature ways, maybe maybe simple ways. Like I just didn't really live life uh, to my fullest. And I do think that she brought that out of me. So I think that's what she meant. But when mm-hmm. someone calls themselves a blessing in any form, it sounds super conceited. So from that angle, but I do see what she was saying. Um, so I wanted yeah, to speak I, on I, that. It didn't bother me. Uh, I thought, yeah. where's the lie that uh, <laughs> right. is, is, yeah. is a blessing in Ronald's life? Right. Yeah. I Their marriage is looking to be over. They talk about it being over. I, I feel like the minute Ronald utters the words, know your place in the next episode, I was like, yeah, just skip to the end of this chapter. I'm done. I'm done. Um, and I think yeah. ultimately, when we look back at the season, Rob, 
your take versus Liana's take at the start of the season where she was so excited to see them and you not really caring about them. I think you win that battle because I'm I honestly, I, I don't, I don't want to like uh, make it like a battle of like, right. Like I'm sure there are certainly people who uh, really enjoy, like, you know, I think that you could watch this show for, you know, different things. And I, and I really look at this show as that uh, this is like the train wreck that I can't look away from. And so for me, mm-hmm. this is not fun train wreck uh, in terms right. of uh, if, if you, I mean, that, but if you watch it for the relationship drama and you're certainly like invested in Tiffany and Ronald, like I totally can understand. Like I, I actually thought we got more from them than I thought we would because I, I didn't see them like having all this time in South Africa. But just in terms of like, there has not been like a lot of funny moments in their story. And yes, we've also never even had like, uh, high points in their relationship where you can point to all the other couples and sometimes they have a win and sometimes they take an L and yeah. here there has been uh very few uh moments where they've even like gotten along well enough where um uh I don't think that they're going to have a, a squishy uh at any point uh in this time now, I think the high points and the only high points are when Daniel and Ronald interact together and how mm-hmm. much Daniel loves having Ronald around she as a father. decorated nice. And I think that that was the extent mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. yeah they couldn't the, even go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I, for that reason, Rob, for everything you use in Capsid is why I did not want to end with them, but I forgot about them. So that's why they yeah. ended up being the last ones we talked it. about. I got it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. We're 14 episodes in. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out well, uh, when do you think we're getting to the tell-all. Uh, let me just quickly look up what the last season. Yeah, so last season was. it looks like that there were 15 episodes and then three uh, parts of the tell-all. Okay, well, yeah, last season for some reason did have a three-parter, and it was always uh, on. Well, I'm looking at ha- happily ever after. Uh, yes, was, yes, was, yes, yes. Um, so. I honestly couldn't tell you how many episodes they're trying to pull out of this. We didn't hear anything about next week on the finale. So yeah. that's not happening next week. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume we'll get maybe three more episodes than the reunion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, I mean, they're listen, despite the fact that they have other 90 day franchises coming back again, they're going to milk every season of anything they put out for everything it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to quickly see what the 90 day, the other way premiere date is. I don't think it's going to end up impacting it, but um, I got to look that up potentially here. Oh, August 29th. So mm-hmm. I, I would say around then it's probably where they'll end it and start okay. the new season. So it's a busy yeah. August. Busy August, yeah, and then it'll be busy September because we're going to be back with 90 Day the Other Way, which is, again, a full cast of seven couples, six couples, so Damn. the fun doesn't stop in these in these 90 Day streets, right? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was so great yeah. to get back and talk about everything that's going on. Yeah, Rob, it's always a pleasure to talk 90 Day with you, man. I feel like we started this in December together. It's been fun. I get so you much are out of it. Here. I really do, Puya. And um, like, especially like I watch it like uh, late at night and sometimes like mm-hmm. uh, Nicole and I watch it. Sometimes I have a drink uh, watching the 90 Day Fiance and I'm just like, if we did these podcasts uh, like, uh, you know, 12 uh, midnight, <laughs> like uh, you'd, you'd hear me, I'd be like uh, screaming. 
It would be fun to arrange it one time. Maybe we'd have to record it, then discard it. But I would be down. It would be very fun to talk right after. I yeah. Think. Be a good yeah. time. Well, I'd love to. Once we get to the finale, uh, to the tell-all, oh, yeah. I'd love to come back again. Absolutely. And, and I would love to have you there for the tell. I think we have, we'll have a lot to talk mm-hmm. about there. Yeah. Um, Rob, this is the point where usually I tell the guests to let everyone know where they can find them, what they're up to. You clearly need no introduction, but can you let me know what you're up to? Because I know you're up to a lot of stuff. Sure, just a lot yeah. of Survivor. We're going to talk about the eighth best season of uh, Survivor. That would be uh, Survivor the, the Amazon. Talk about uh, a bunch of yeah. uh, stupid idiots. Uh, that is uh, <laughs> certainly holds true with a, with a number of parties there. Uh, breaking down Survivor the Amazon. I'm going to talk to uh, the great... Uh, Mary and Maggie Morgan about that coming up on Tuesday. We had a lot of fun over the weekend also on Renap. Renap was back uh, with Census 2021. Talked about uh, we had uh, 25 questions from the audience and then uh, we tried to figure out who had the finger on the pulse of the people. Uh, was it me or was it Uncle Kiwi? I'm excited to check that out. I always love the uh, the census. I love the last one, and I'm going to enjoy this one. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun there, and then of course uh, we will continue with uh, all things Big Brother rolling along. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, con- uh, it was great uh, hearing Christian on the pod talking yes, about Cambodia. Yes, we you. I was very sad. Do you think, do you think it, the yeah. podcast would have been shorter or longer if you were there? Honestly, it would have been. It could. It could have been longer. I can't even picture that. It might have been longer. I don't think it would have been shorter. I don't think there's any world. I would have tried to keep it tighter as a courtesy to Ah. uh, to say that uh, you know, but that like uh, I I know Christian is uh, like a glutton for punishment, but like uh, (laughs) I I don't know if uh, (laughs) we like at some point like Puya I think wants to hit the eject button on a six hour podcast. I mean, honestly, uh, having streamed, you know, 12 hour sessions, 24 hour stream, I'm built for it. I can make it happen. Yeah. And like, especially because now with this new place, I have a dedicated room for podcasting, for streaming. I wouldn't be disturbing Leon asleep. It would have been fun. We could have been going until three in the morning. That could have been a thing that could have happened. Might have gone eight hours. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite season, too, so I'd have a lot to say, but I'm very okay with it because I ended up getting a six hour podcast that I wasn't sitting in on that I get to listen to. So I win anyway. It yes. works out for me. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as far as uh, projects I'm up to right now, we talked Sexy Beasts this past yes. week. Rob, I talked with Liana for the first episode, with Jacob for the second episode. Me and Jenny got to talk about all of that. And then for episodes five and six, we're recording this week with none other than Chappelle himself. We're oh. getting Chappelle to watch the show. Yeah, we're making him do it so he can talk about it. I'm very excited for his takes. It should be great. And um, aside from that, I'm back on my on my streaming nonsense, Rob. I'll be streaming three times a week, if not more, on twitch.tv slash Puya. And I'll be tweeting everything to do with Big Brother on twitter.com slash Puyaism or at Puyaism for regular speak. And I'll be back with the morning updates on Friday with Taryn as well. And then uh, season six of The Masked Singer will be back in September Actually, they've decided it'd be a smart decision to premiere the same night as Survivor, which is a poor choice because I will pick mm-hmm. Survivor still. But me and Liana will be back to talk about that when that is back on air. Amazing. That's it. All right. Uh, last order of business here for you lovely, lovely listeners. If you could please leave a rating and review for the podcast, it means a lot. It helps us get found. 
It gives me feedback to know what you like, what you don't like, what you're suggesting. I'll take all the criticism, all the feedback, please. And thank you. Go over to Rob has a website.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Appreciate you for doing that. We are at our destination. It's time to get off the hot mess express, but we'll be back next week to talk about even more mess on this show. Until then, take care, stay hydrated. And remember, there's a lot of good in your life because once again, I'm going to end it the same way. You are not Jovi. That is a good place to be. Take care, everyone. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.